It is time to fill it to the brim with history. Every season we take a look at the narrative of the past and how it affects us and influenced our culture today. My name is Sala and I am joined by co-host Chantel. Hi everyone! This episode kicks off our monthly special on all things paranormal. So, um, we decided to do a monthly special because we, we kind of discussed the idea of doing a paranormal season, but we both felt like that was such a broad and huge topic to talk about. Yeah, it'd be like... <laughs> it would be a whole year of episodes. Like, it, it just... It was too big to do under in just one season, so we kind of decided to do, like, a once a month kind of breaking up the episodes that we already have coming out every week um just to give it a little bit of a break and a little bit of a change yep and talk about paranormal because i think it's something that we both love yep (laughs) we talk about it at work all the time oh we like chantelle's house is haunted we know that my house (laughs) makes haunted noises like my laundry machine Sounds like somebody's breathing. Oh, it does. I could play it just in the microphone. It's, it's so, we have a broken washing machine in my house and it started making this like weird breathing noises and I didn't know what the hell it was at first. And I asked my mom and she goes, oh no, 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 no. It's okay. It's just some, the machine. Um, she's Italian. It's fine. Um, but this is the noise that she was, that it was making. Let me. So I was terrified. Yeah, it sounds like almost like somebody's breathing or like somebody's sharpening a knife or something. It was it's so creepy. It was terrifying. And I, I, like, my mom goes, no, 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 don't worry. And I told my mom, I go, Ma, if you weren't here and the machine was going off, I would have called a priest to have him bless the entire house. <laughs> Me too. Like, I, I just, I would, I, I just, like, leave the house, call a priest and be like, my house is haunted, bless it. Like, get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like that's kind of like what's going on with my house. So, in the attic, for like five years, I've been hearing something scratching and clawing up in the attic. Are you sure it's not a raccoon? I'll get to that. Okay. So, I was like, Mom, Dad, there's something in the attic. No one believed me. For five freaking years, <laughs> they were like, oh no, there's nothing in the attic. And then finally one day... My dad comes up to me, he's like, do you hear that? And I'm like, yeah, it's the thing that's in our attic, clawing and scratching. And then my dad believed me, so he went up into the attic to go look, mm-hmm. and all the insulation was still there. There weren't any scratch marks anywhere that we could find. And then my dad says it's a squirrel, because like, there's this one squirrel that likes to... Mm-hmm. That likes a specific part of our roof so we think there might be a hole somewhere in the eaves where he's getting into the attic but we're not sure we that's what my dad says is going on but i'm not sure because so i hear it all the time why are we recording at your house my house isn't haunted like i've kind of like if i ever hear like certain things happening around the house i kind of like debunk it and say, like, it was just, like, my no, I my, my brain just instantly goes to ghosts. See, that's the <laughs> first thing I think of. But then I'm like, no, it's that. 
Like, I always, I always instantly think ghosts. Like, there was one time yeah. when my family, uh, my mom, my dad, and my brother all went to visit my grandparents' house. Mm-hmm. I was home alone, right? Mm-hmm. I walk in, and it was pitch black. It was after coming home from your house one night. Yeah. That one night, like 9 p.m. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was pitch black. And I turned on the hall light, and I looked straight ahead, and I thought there was, like, a cloaked figure standing in my living room. Oh, my God. I screamed, okay? It almost, I, like, I was so freaking scared, and then I realized it was just the lamp with the (laughs) outside, we have a patio umbrella. Yeah, And it was right behind the lamp outside the window. Yeah. So that's what it was, that's what it was. Because it was so dark and my eyes weren't adjusted. But you know I, what? Like, it scared me so yeah. much. I thought it was a ghost. <laughs> I was like ready to cry. <laughs> but you know what? Like it's like cloaked figures, like shadow figures. I absolutely 100% believe in those because I saw one when I was younger. I believe in them. Um, we'll get, we'll, we'll do an episode fact, just on shadow people. When I was we'll a kid, I used to always talk about the demon in the basement. And um, we're in the basement right now. We are. So why are we talking about this? <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. So the I, I would always I would always yeah. tell my parents I couldn't go to the basement because of the demon. Oh, I absolutely hate. Even now, I every time I have to go to the but, basement and it's dark, like it's nighttime, I never want to go alone. But I feel like I feel like especially with my basement because the way that our laundry room is set up, usually we have the door open. Mm-hmm. We have shirts and pants that we hang on hangers. And sometimes the way my oh. mom will put the shirts and pants, it looks like a person. In the dark. Just in the yeah. dark. Yeah. So I think that's where that <laughs> came from. But, you know. But I still, it's, I think it's just like that, 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 like, fear that you have as a kid. Like, but before we get into that, I kind of want to get into what paranormal is exactly because people think assume that it's just switches as well ghosts what witches as well right sort of it's like um so okay the oxford dictionary definition of paranormal is denoting events or phenomenon such as telekinesis or uh clairvoyance that are beyond the scope of normal scientific understanding so um the word paranormal is broken down into two words. So the, the the word consists of two parts, para, which is um, a prefix. Okay. Um, is and, it Latin or Greek? Because um, usually most words have a base in either Latin or Greek. It didn't say. Okay, I'm going to assume a Latin. Okay. <laughs> um, and normal, obviously. So it implies that the scientific explanation of the world around us is quote-unquote normal and anything that is above beyond or ex uh or contrary to that is quote-unquote para so paranormal huh that's where the word come from so um the word actually existed in the english dictionary since the 1920s prior to that they didn't really have a word for paranormal for like supernatural occurrences and stuff yes Okay. Sorry, this was the 20th century before? 1920s. So oh, the... 1920s. Okay. Yes. So, what did they call it, like, back then? Cause, well, like, they kind of... I think, you know, you know, like, the Winchester stuff, I think that was happening 1800s, right? Yeah. So, what would they call it? What so, they, they kind of just called it, like, I, can, I also get into this, and, and I found it really oh, okay. interesting how, like, different cultures call it different things, and, and how they view ghosts and spirits, and they just called it 
um, spirits or, oh, okay. or souls for the most part anyways. Like different cultures called them different things um, and they viewed it differently too, which I also found really interesting. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. So depending on where you are, but for the, for the most part, we're just going to call it paranormal. Okay. But it's not just ghosts. It also includes, so ghost hunting, obviously. Okay. Um, UFOlogy, UFOs. Okay. As well as cryptozoology. Cryptozoology, that sounds so familiar. Why That's am I blanking? basically, so um, it's the definite, I'll get into it later, but it's okay. cryptids, like Bigfoot okay, yeah, 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 and, yeah. and Loch Ness Monster. That's why, I just like read that. an article about it the other day. Yeah, so that's basically, those are like the three major things that are, are considered paranormal. There's obviously other stuff, like you said, witches and, and other stuff, but... Vampires um, and werewolves? That, I think, is, an, is considered cryptids. Okay. Yeah. That, that would make sense. Because, you'll see, I actually have the definition for cryptids. Oh, okay, I'm excited. Yes. So, we'll get into, like, that later, but first, we're going to get into ghost hunting. The big, the big I think one. the big one. Um, so, you, we all obviously know that you, Chantel, are mm-hmm. afraid of ghosts. Yes, clearly. And you believe in ghosts. Yes. I, myself, I don't know if I'm afraid. I'm obviously curious about ghosts. Um... I've been to haunted places. I should mention I'm not afraid of all ghosts. Some I'm just friendly. I'm just scared of the ones that, like, can actually move things because that means that they can hurt you. <laughs> yes. We also get into that. Those are, like, quote-unquote demons. Oh, fuck. <laughs> There's a difference, apparently. And yeah, there see- is. You didn't know that? Well, because there's like a different, see, there's I a difference know, I know between like ghosts, poltergeists, and like demons. Yeah. So I, I knew there was a difference, but the way that, um, God, I forget the culture. I'll get into it, but there was a, there was a way that the people back in the day, um, there was a method that they used to differentiate, differentiate. Yes, that word. <laughs> <laughs> um, between ghosts and demons. Okay. We'll get into that later. So we can differentiate between what's in my basement is actually a ghost or a demon? Yes. We could, we could test it out. Unless yeah. not. I don't want to know. No. Because <laughs> if, it's, if, if it's a demon, it's, I'm running. Okay. <laughs> this is the other thing that I don't mention it here, but like, so you know Annabelle? Yeah. So the reason why that it started to become a huge issue was because they welcomed it into their home. Their yeah. home. So, I remember that. if you are, if you are in a haunted house, no matter if it is, this is my one rule, if I ever move into a haunted house, no matter if it's a good ghost or a, a demon or a bat or a poltergeist, whatever it is, I am not welcoming it into my house. Because that's how a lot of the violent stories you hear about, As soon that's as you start. welcome something into your space, it will haunt you. Like, like 90% of the, of yeah. the violent ghost stories I've heard of, of like ghosts like attacking people is because they invited it in. Yes. So that's a no-no. Do not do that. Ouija boards include Do not welcoming do. It. <laughs> I, I am strictly, guys, I grew up in a Catholic household. I find the whole like Ouija board interesting, but I would never personally do it. 
It scares me too much. I, I would never. am too afraid to do a Ouija board. I would never. I'm, I'm. It terrifies me. I'm not. You know, my aunt bought my cousin one once for Christmas. Really? And her her mom like threw it out. <laughs> Apparently, you're not supposed to throw it out. You're supposed to like burn it or something. Yeah, I think. but this one didn't come. It was from like Toys Toys R Us or something like that. So it wasn't like it wasn't legit. Yeah. Well, I guess it's technically is legit because all Ouija boards are legit. But I don't think. Did you guys use it? No, she never used okay, it. Okay, slash probably. Yeah. Okay, then. I so, hope. I hope. I don't know. Oh, my God. Well, but, like, she was, never like, said it came back, so. it was, like, one time my cousin wanted to get a Ouija board, and my aunt was like, you're not doing it in the house. It's not coming in the house. <laughs> you're not staying don't at the house it. the night after. <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay. So, we're going to go into, there's a few, like, I want to talk about ghost hunting. Okay, let's talk. Ghost hunting is, the definition is, the process of investigating locations that are reported to be haunted by ghosts. Have you ever been to a haunted house before? Or a haunted place? I believe I have. Um, I haven't had any, like, personal experiences, but a lot of times at museums and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, you feel like someone's looking over your shoulder. So... My family, we go camping once or twice a year in the summertime, and every time we go somewhere, it's because my dad is so into the paranormal, like, he's he's seen a ghost, and he's had experience with sleep paralysis. Oh, I do, too. I have lots of experience yeah, with sleep paralysis. Yeah, like, it's, it's so, like, I, I don't. I've never been through sleep paralysis, so I don't know what it's like, but from what people have described to me in the... From and, what I've told you, too. From what, from what, like, between you and my dad have told me about sleep paralysis, it's something that I would never... I would just be in tears. I wouldn't want to experience something like that. Because yeah. um, it feels so real, too. Exactly, yeah. And he... To the point where, like, my dad was very... Like, he was, like, seven years old when it happened. Six or seven. Like, really young when it happened. And he was... At a school that was, there were, um, the teachers were nuns. It was a mm-hmm. Catholic school. And he, t- he got so afraid of it to the point where he went to one of his teachers and he said to her, I think I'm being possessed. Well, and she yeah. immediately closed the door and goes, okay, we need to have a talk. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she basically told her what happened and, and she said, you're not being possessed. I think it's sleep paralysis, but you better go speak to this priest that um, studied, like, sleep and and sleeping patterns and all that in college. So he went to see the priest, and the priest told him, you're not being possessed, it's just sleep paralysis. All you have to do is remind yourself to wake up. It's not real. Just wake up. Yeah, because sometimes for, if you have sleep paralysis, there's different things that you can do depending on the person. Yeah. Like, each person, it's a little bit different. So, um, yeah, between, like, between that, my dad also saw a ghost when he was very young. He said it was a little bit before the sleep paralysis, and he said that he thinks that the ghost was, like, warning him about it, maybe, that this was probably going to happen, and don't worry, it's not going to kill you or anything like that. So, that, my dad is, like, very into the paranormal, and growing up, he, he likes... He, he would always tell us stories about this kind of stuff and, and always talk to us about haunted places and all that. So every time we go to camping somewhere, we always go to, you know, the closest town or whatever is around. And we always try to find, you know, like touristy stuff to do, like museums to go to, 
And one of the things that we try to find is haunted places and haunted museums to go to. One place that we actually went to, we were in Cornwall, Ontario, and there's a jail there called the Cornwall Jail. It is now a museum. It's no longer a functioning jail. Yeah, I think I think I think I told you about this. Yeah. Yes. So, um, it's probably I think it's one of the oldest in Ontario, at least. I think. Don't quote me on that. I think we'll do a whole episode on that because it's a very interesting like jail because they also it was it also acted as like an asyl- insane asylum at one point okay and they did a lot of like torture tests on patients so non-ethical things yeah like there was uh they also did like hangings in the on the grounds and and um so very violent like they, things. They that's still a recipe find, for disaster yeah like it's all it's like around the the jail it's paved now um but while they were kind of doing the the area around it and they were dig- they were digging up human remains that's so that's, that's that <laughs> but um i don't know how to respond to i that i don't know either like they if told I just, me and i'm I, like okay if i just started like if i was doing that and i was digging up human remains i would leave it because there was say, there was like, a huge possibility that there's still human remains there. And while I was walking around, I'm like, great, so I'm walking on dead people right now. Yeah, you're walking over somebody's grave that's going to piss them off. I don't know what to do. And actually, I talk about, like, something about that later, too, okay. in a certain culture. But um, there's a section in the jail where I, I think it was the medical room. And I think that's where they also did experiments. And okay. torture. Okay. My dad, and I think a lot of people may, like, debunk this as saying it was just the flash of the camera, but my dad didn't have the flash on. Mm-hmm. I remember this as a fact. My dad did not have the flash on. He took more, multiple photos, and he picked up a few orbs in the room. Well, if you believe orbs are party ghosts. Yes. Like, 90% of the time, I feel like orbs are just, um... They say it's, like, particles, dust dust particles, and I also do talk about that as one of, like, the debunk theories and and all that, but... There's certain ones where I'm, like, it's kind of weird that they would move that way. Yeah. Um, but, like, most of the time, I, I personally believe that orbs are just dust. Yeah. Yeah, but the, um, so the Cornwall Jail, like... I don't know if you're familiar with the Ghost Hunters Taps. Yes. 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 I used to watch their show they, all the time. So they, they have, like, an amazing show, and they've been to so many places. One of the places they went that they went to was the Cornwall Jail, yeah. and they spent the night there, and they did say that it is haunted. So, um, it's... And they're really good, because they debunk everything. Yes. Like, they go they through... They go through a lot. They, they do. They, they yeah. thoroughly go through stuff they to make, make sure, sure that... Yeah. To make sure uh, that something, it's, like, not a table creaking just because it's old and the wood is, yeah. like, shifting. The, uh, it's, it's definitely, like, when you're walking through, it's a self-guided tour. Like, you don't have a tour guide or anything. You just go in and you explore the rooms yourself and they have, like, 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 information and stuff and all that. It's creepy in there. Like, it's just so, it's a small jail. It's not very large but just like the idea that there used to be so many people in that jail was that the one was that the jail where they like overcrowded the cells yes like, yes they overcrowded the a lot of the cells in that 
jail. They had, I think, just two cells were specifically for women inmates, and they overcrowded that. Um, the whole, like, eating area was, like, it's just very creepy. And, like, walking through, I, I honestly felt like I was being watched the entire time, and I, it was just so creepy. Yeah. So it just had that, like, feeling when you're like, I know I'm being watched right now, and I don't like it. Yeah, I hate that feeling. It's, like, it's sickening almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there was that. Um, we went to, like, other places, too, like uh, Fort George and Niagara Falls, Fort Erie. Yes. But, yeah, I've been to other places. I've been to, I think one of the other things that, so one more before we continue. We went to the Laura Secret House in Niagara Falls. Okay. Yes, I think I've been there, too. It has not, like, it's, nobody said that it's haunted, so we don't know if it's haunted or not. Um, we've been there multiple times. We took a photo. So there's, I think it's the backyard, the back of the house. We took a photo and it's me and my three sisters, me and my two sisters, sorry. I have two There's three of us, two sisters. Um, we're standing in front of the tree and there's the back door of the house. And on the, um, on the, um, left side of the house of the door there's a window okay my dad was looking through the photos one day and he he kind of like saw like a foggy image in the window he zoomed in and it was it looked like the silhouette of a woman okay i don't know if the laura secret house is haunted though and i don't know if it was just like maybe it was like the the photo quality or Maybe something it was like a that, or the or... reflect. Like I don't know that, but like, and nobody has said has claimed that it's haunted, so I don't know. But, but it's just it's just the thing of not knowing. Y- yeah, because like don't know. I feel like that's what where, if it was. Because I feel like that's is. where a lot of paranormal stories actually come from. Is they're like, well, this could be re- a reflection, but we don't know. And that's where, I'll, like, a majority of people get kind of freaked out about is the not knowing part. It's, like, just the, the unknown people don't like. They don't like not knowing. Yeah. People very much want to know what's going on and, and, and like, want a theory behind it. Yeah, and just saying it's a ghost is an easy conclusion to come to. When you don't know. But yeah. at the same time, it's, like, but what if it is? Yeah. Right? Like, you don't know that. Until it's proven, so, and, like, it, like, Laura's Secret House isn't known to be haunted, so I, I don't know if I, I want to believe that that was really a, a ghost or, or something like that. Yeah. I, I don't know. So, it kind of, like, you're kind of, like, on one end, you're, like, I do believe in ghosts, but on the other end, you're, like, but do I? Like, is yeah. it really... So that's, yeah. Whenever I watch horror movies, I'm like, yes, I believe in ghosts 100%. And then 10 seconds later, someone tells me something about a ghost. I'm like, is it really? It's probably just your house settling. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, something in my house makes it sound like, oh my god, ghosts are real. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's, yeah. I flip back and forth so much. That's the thing with me. I I absolutely hate horror stories, like horror movies and all that, and like the fake stuff. But I find the true paranormal stories and like learning about other people's paranormal experiences and and like I've I've listened to other podcasts that are paranormal 
And I find that so interesting. Like, yeah. I love learning about, like, the true stories. Not, like, the exaggerated, like, movie versions, versions yeah. of it. Like, I love learning about the new, like, the, the real stuff. Yeah. Scares me, but I like learning about exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so, anyways, we'll get back into it. So, yeah. So, ghost hunting is the process of investigating locations that are reported to be haunted by ghosts. Um, it takes back to the 18th century, starting with um, organizations like the Society of um, Psychical Research, <laughs> which is a nonprofit organization in the UK that um, tried to understand events and abilities commonly described as psychic or paranormal. So even back then, like way, like 1700s, they were like, just the whole idea of paranormal they were trying to explain it. Yeah. All right. So, um, psychic research, Harry Price published his book, Confessions of a Ghost Hunter in 1939. And he was probably one of the mo one of the first, um, researchers on the paranormal and, and like ghosts and all that. Okay. So that's very interesting. Um, but it wasn't really popularized until the 2000s with TV series like um, Most Haunted and Ghost Hunters, which are... Oh, increased... Canada's Most Haunted. Canada's oh, Most so Haunted, good. yes. Um, which has increased the popularity as well as acceptance of the paranormal. That makes sense. Yes. So, I mean, you have so many stories. So many movies now are based off of like... like kind of like true stories. Yeah. But kind of like Annabelle. Oh my god, I forget. Have you ever heard this? Well, the true story of Han- Annabelle? Yes. I watched the BuzzFeed video of oh it. Oh <laughs> my god, I cannot even. We're not going to talk about it because I'm too scared. But we'll probably do an episode on it. I was about I was to really say, I was about it. to say pussy, but then I realized I'm a pussy too. Yes. yes. <laughs> We're both pussies. It's fine. So that's kind of like the history behind ghost hunting and how it kind of like came to be. Um,. It kind of, like, established almost a cult. Yeah. Like, so many people go on their own paranormal investigations now. And they do so many, like, tours in places where, like, after dark, you, like, they, like... They're, like, these are, like, the um, Niagara-on-the-Lake ghost tours. I did that one, and they took us to a bunch of different places that were haunted. Yeah, like, I, I think it's definitely something that a lot of people are interested in but at the same time they're afraid of because they don't like i said they don't know the unknown yeah right and there are definitely some weird things that are like completely unexplainable Mm -hmm. exactly um so i just want to talk about some equipment that people use for these investigations um so we talked about um electric magnetic fields yep emf readers um, so they're basically a physical field produced by electrically charged objects, um, and it's believed that um, ghosts emit EMF, um, EM radiation, um, or disrupt the existing magnetic fields in a room. So that's how they kind of detect ghosts with an EMF reader. Okay. Um, but like you said before. Um, humans can kind of detect emfs yeah and it and if an area has like a high emf it can really mess with you it can mess with your head it's it's said to like cause hallucinations and and like 
like physical illness and all that stuff. Yeah, so, so it might not necessarily be yeah, those. Yeah, like, and but... they, they said from one site that I got, I don't remember the site, um, but they said objects like old alarm clocks or a fuse box could give off huge electromagnetic fields and cause hallucinations or the feeling of being watched, was, which could act, um, which could actually be like quote unquote paranormal. Okay. That's why they say so. Um, they Fun say fact. Like, our fuse boxes right there. You scared me again. Oh my <laughs> god. It's literally right there. The doors are open for some reason. We're not getting into it. No. <laughs> um so yeah, they say if you're going to like if you're sleeping next to an old alarm clock, take the alarm clock away, wait a week and then see. Yeah. Because that could be giving off EMFs and it can cause with your head, like, mess with your head. Yeah. So that's the EMF. Um, another one is an infrared thermometer. So it basically measures temperatures of specific objects with a laser. So it's, it's, it's what they use to detect cold spots. Yeah. Um, so what, what good and professional investigators will do is they will go through windows and air vents and other like cold like cold spots in a room before they do the investigation so that they know like if if they do pick something up it could be a draft coming in the room or something like that yeah so they like good investigators will do that before an investigation so that kind of like as a baseline exactly yeah so another thing that people would use is a motion and vibration detector. Yeah, and also with, uh, I think there's like a device with lights where you can see if something moves in front of it, the light turns on. Something like or that. Or like it, it'll take a picture. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, so like, a lot of like hunters and like people who I are remember watching, do that. I don't remember what it was, but I remember watching one ghost show and they used uh, motion kind of censored lights. Motion, motion centers. And... Yeah. The lights, uh, some of the lights turned on, which was kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it's ba- it basically picks up movement in empty rooms. Um, it either chimes or alarms when uh, motion is detected. For vibration detectors, it they put it on the ground, and um, it can sense phantom footsteps or unexplained movements in a room. Okay. So that's what they use that for. Um, another device that they use is a um, binary response device, which they also call a yes-no box. Okay. It's used to ask simple yes-no questions, and you will receive an answer through the device. So um, the way that they explained it was spirits can't harness a kind of energy in the machine and use it to respond. So um if it's a if it's a yes answer, it'll it'll um, show a green light. If it's a no answer, it'll show a red light. Okay. Um, and they say that ghosts can kind of manipulate the machine and do that. But I guess it kind of goes back to like the EMF thing. Like if there's a high enough radiation or like electric magnetic field in the air, wouldn't that also affect it? I don't know, maybe. Some people also use just, fl- like, flashlights. Like, um, you know those, yeah. like, like, SOS flashlights? And, like, the, uh, yeah, because, like, um, you can set them, the ones that twist, right? Because you can set or them like just between. Or, like, you just between. click it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, some people do use that mm-hmm. if, 
like they use that for yes and no as well. So they'll be like, if you're this person, turn the flashlight on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, or like flash it twice if it's if it's this or whatever. Um, and my favorite slash creepiest um, tool that they use is called a ghost box. Do you know what a ghost box yes, is? Yes, I do. Unfortunately, because I've watched a lot of shows that use the ghost box, it is so loud. <laughs> it is loud. It is the, I think, if you do pick up something, the most creepiest, that, like, it's just... Because, like, the thing, the thing with the ghost, the ghost box is because it's slipping through so many frequencies, mm-hmm. for me personally, I have to get more than one word in order for me to believe it. Yeah. For a ghost so, box. Um, so basically, so like, for those of you who don't know what a ghost box is, it um, basically is used to speak to spirits. It's uh, It can continually scan radio frequencies created, uh, creating white noise, and you listen for disembodied voices um, or ask questions in hopes of getting answers. Yeah. It's... And the thing is, it flips through, like, radio frequencies, like they said, really, really quickly. So it'll flip through, like... I can't remember how much it was. If it was like a hundred thousand or something like that. No, that doesn't sound right. It didn't. That says all the information it gave me on the. There's well, it flips yeah. through a lot in one second. It's like a hundred a second. Yeah. And every once in a while, you will pick up a word from the radio stations, mm-hmm. which is why I feel like you need to have a full-on sentence related to what you're saying. Or like if you get like a specific name relating to the person that you're you're wanting to speak to, the the specific spirit that you're wanting to speak to, then like otherwise if it's just yeah. like a yes, you're like, "Well, is that just the radio frequency or yeah, is it the or like even if spirit? it's just one word where they're like red or brown?" Or unless like, unless you know couch. for unless you know for a fact that it's associating it with like that the spirits like, like even for history. me even then I'm a bit iffy especially on like more more common words yeah. that people do use more frequently so I feel like for for me in order for it to be considered concrete evidence it would have to be like a sentence yeah yeah so yeah so like. The spirit box is really cool, really loud. <laughs> Creepy at times. <laughs> yep. So, um, just, and they kind of, like, in on the website that I was reading it, um, this information on, they kind of did give you, like, like a, excuse me, a warning of, like, how to use it. Like, it might not actually be what you're looking for. Yeah. So, just kind of just, like, forewarning you, if you're going to be using this, just know you have to almost, like... Have a, a skeptical mind behind it and yeah. tr- try to like debunk it as much as you can. Yeah. Because it could be something else. Yeah. Um, and the last thing that I also want to talk about is, and we kind of talked about this before, is orbs. And they're basically circular artifacts appearing in photographs. Um, but people have often debunked this, especially with like newer cameras yeah um with flash photography could um be a result in the quote-unquote orbs appearing yeah so that is that on ghost hunting um i think it would be i don't know if i actually would want to i always say i want to go ghost hunting but i know that i'm a pussy and i'd be too scared to actually follow through i feel like i'm just too scared to actually do it it would be interesting because i'm worried that I'm going to find actual concrete evidence, like something's going to happen, and I'm going to be like, see, like a ghost. 
Yeah. And I'm going to find actual concrete evidence for myself that tells me ghosts are real, and then I'll never be able to live anywhere again because I'll just be scared that there's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I would just, I don't I don't know if I would want to do ghost hunting. It would definitely be interesting, too, though. Yeah. Yeah. So the next thing that I want to talk to you about is UFOlogy. UFOs. UFOs. So basically, it is the study of reports, visual records, physical evidence, and other phenomena related to unidentified flying objects. UFOs. Unidentified flying objects. So the first report was um, in the late 19th century with the um, mystery airships um, reported in the newspaper in Western USA. Um, I don't want to get too much in-depth on specific reports. I think we will definitely have episodes where we talk about um, UFOs and unidentified flying objects. Okay. Um, so for right now, I kind of just want to talk about like the categorization of how you categorize UFO sightings and experiences. It's a bird? It's a plane? No, it's Superman. It's a Superman. <laughs> Um, not really. There's, there's different ones. So, um, I, I want to say it's, it's Hynek, but I don't know. It's spelled, um, H-Y-N-E-K. Hynek, yeah? Yeah. Uh, so the Hynek system. That sounds right to me. (laughs) It was basically developed by J. Allen Hynek in the 1970s, um, and it is a two-category system. So there's, um... Um, distant encounters, which are nocturnal lights, or NL, um, which are basically um, anomalous lights seen in the night sky. Daylight disks, or DD, is any anomalous objects generally, but not necessarily, um, quote-unquote, discodled, discodal? disc like round yeah um seen in the distant daytime sky and and then there's um radar slash visual cases or rv which are basically objects seen simultaneously by eye and radar which is probably it's easy to debunk the first two but if you have radar and a visual with like your eyes it's it's almost hard to explain to debunk that because it also shows up on a radar i agree right um the other categories that he he um classifies them is close encounters which i think a lot of people know more about so like first-hand encounters right yes so um I'm just going to say CE for close encounters. So CE1 is basically strange objects seen nearby, but without physical interactions or um, with the environment. So it's just a visual on them. Okay. Um, CE2 is basically a CE1 case that leaves physical evidence, such as vegetation um, damage, like... um, Crop okay. circles or radiation caused by electric magnetic interference. Okay. Um, and CE3 is basically a CE1 or CE2 case, um, cases where occupants, um, 
or entities are seen. Okay, so like aliens, you're seeing aliens. Yes. Okay. Physical aliens. So that's one um, categorization system. There's one more that they use, which is called the um, Valley. It's French um, system. It's V A L L E with a accent aigu. E double E, and it's devised by Jacques Valier. Maybe I want to say Valier. Valier. That sounds. Just, I don't Valier. Know. I haven't done French in like oh my gosh, great eight nine. years. <laughs> <laughs> That's facts. Um, so he categorizes them into four category categories and five subcategories. So the first, so the four categories are basically the close encounters, which are the same as the um, Hynek system. Okay. Um, maneuver or MA, which is basically tra- um, trajectory discontinuity. In flight, um, then there's flyby or FB, which are um, non-observed discontinuity um, in flight, and um, the last one is anomaly or AN, unusual lights or unexplained entities. Okay. Then the subcategories are sight, um, physical effects like radar sightings. Okay. Life forms or living entities, reality transformation, so witnesses experience the transformation of their senses or reality, um, often categorized as an abduction. And the last one is um, psychological impact, which is basically, um, no, physiological impact. <laughs> Uh, death, which is basically death or serious injury. Okay, that that got that went from like zero to hundred real quick. That went from like abduction to like death. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So that that's that's basically like ufology. Um, it's another type of paranormal. So we will do episodes. I'm not very much into. You, like UFOs, um, I'm very much into like, okay, just a little explanation. We are recording this in, it's like the end of June? Yeah. July, it's the end of July? July, not June, yes, you're right. Of 2019. For the, <laughs> Instagram has been bombarded by a bunch of memes about, um, Area 51, <laughs> oh yeah they're invading area 51 um on like september 20th or something um i'm curious to see how that will go down yeah i want to know if people will actually try to do it if they're um, not if it to. does happen I we, will are, laugh. <laughs> we are never seeing those people again they're going to um men in black um erase our memories that's how it's gonna happen so just know you have this on record. <laughs> and we're not going. No way. Whew, no, we're I'm not. not going. I'm not stupid. I'm not. That's that's just. I feel like what's there. It's not. You can't even see Area Fifty One on Google Maps. So like, I I definitely believe they, they have, have something there. They have tanks and guns, and we don't. So they're gonna kick our asses. Yes. So that's that's why I said we are never oh, seeing those people States. again. I forgot it's in the states. They have guns. They yes. don't have gun control. 
we are never seeing those people but still, again. We're, yeah. Yes, just I don't know that. All right, back to the um, All right, so aliens. <laughs> the last, um, I guess, big category under paranormal is cryptozoology. Cryptids! Cryptids! Mothman! Yes! <laughs> so, I actually like... There's Bigfoot, Mothman. I don't know if I believe in that, but I kind of find it interesting. I feel like a lot of the cryptids could actually be real, because they could just be, like, um really really old species endangered species yeah like like an, an mm-hmm. endangered species where we don't know about like that yeah type of thing, I, but... I i do believe that um it's it's definitely an interesting topic and i think we're definitely going to go into um different cryptids and and like bigfoot and like chupacabras and all that Um, but basically, so for those of you who don't know what cryptozoology is, it's basically, um, it aims to prove the existence of entities from folklore records, such as Bigfoot, Chupacabras, Nessie, all those kind of, like, quote-unquote monsters, creatures type things. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I believe that they're real. I just think that they're very interesting. Yeah. I don't know, like, how paranormal they are. Like, whether they are actually paranormal. Like, some of them... Some, some of them, of them you, you can tell like they... The just from the de- stories. Like, from the, the Jersey f- Devil, yeah. I definitely believe Some of them, of the I'm like, I'm like, okay, whether it's actually cryptid or if it's, like, a demon of some kind yeah. or something. And then some of them, I'm like, okay, this to me just seems like an animal. Like, yeah. But like it, like like it said, like it's a it's it's a folklore, like a mythology. So like some people are trying to prove that mermaids are real. Are they really though? I saw a documentary. I have to find it, and I want to watch it again. It it was on the Discovery Channel, and it was um on mermaids. And they I and and from what I saw in the documentary, I was kind of like watching it, like it was on the TV, but I was doing something else at the same time. Um, I saw, like, that they got footage of what looks like a mermaid, like, with a mermaid, like, a tail and and everything. Um, They look kind of creepy, though. Like, they don't look like your typical, oh, like, the little mermaid, beautiful mermaid. Like, they look terrifying to me. Like, they have, like, 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 demon eyes, and they're just, like, fake. Like, they have sharp, pointy teeth. Like, it's... They're terrifying. I yeah. So I, that's I, how I, I pictured mermaids. I didn't. I I never pictured them as like the the little mermaid and stuff. Yeah, I think that's what they like. They they show themselves off of, and then they like attack sailors and yeah. But anyways, that we'll talk about those because I think both like they're very interesting, interesting yes. topics. Um, but that's all I have on cryptozoology. I think what we really want to talk about is ghosts. Yeah. The typical, because I think everyone, you hear paranormal and you automatically assume ghosts. Yes, that's true. So, um, the folklore definition of ghosts is basically the soul or spirit of a dead person or animal. It could be an animal. Yeah. Um, ghost cat, ghost dog. Exactly. Ghost bugs. My, I just pray my cat when she dies in 20 years that she does not come to haunt me. Um, I would be terrified if it was my cat. (laughs) (laughs) Lover would be terrified. 
Um, but it's, um, so the soul or spirit of a dead person or animal that can appear to the living. Hmm. That's basically what a ghost is. Yeah. So, um, I did some research. Um, I wanted to kind of talk about different time periods, not necessarily specific countries or cultures of what they think ghosts are, um... But I, I, so the first three are like ancient Egypt, um, ancient Greece, and the Roman Empire, which I think were the, the main big three. And then after that, I kind of talk about more of like the Middle Age, like just the general okay. idea of different time periods. Okay. So um, ancient Near East and, and Egypt, um, they basically thought that ghosts were created at time of death taking on the memory and personality of the dead person. Okay. So they didn't actually think that it was the soul. It was just like an entity that was created once a person died. Okay. Um, so they traveled to place so they traveled to a place called the um, Netherworld where they were assigned a position which is kind of similar to kind of like the underworld type of thing. Not really. Um, it was, it was almost like they were living, like, they were existing similar to how the living do. Okay. Um, so, like, they were assigned a position, and, and that's what they did. So, so, um, relatives of the dead were expected to make offerings of food and drink, and if they didn't, the ghost could come and, in fact, in um, inflict misfortune and illness on the living. So, so kind of like what they did with the, uh, this is like with the pyramids, right? Where they would put, um, they like, buried their, like, their people with, like, they had a feast, basically. Yeah, and then they would, they would put, they would put, like, gold and stuff in the exactly. tombs with them, right? They had yeah. gold and they had, like, they had a party when someone died. Like, their funeral was a party. Because they're moving on to... Exactly. Someplace They're else. celebrating okay. the person. Um, but if they didn't do that, the ghost had the right to come and haunt them. Okay, so this entity entity that was created after they died would have the... Uh, if they did not, if they were not, um, offered food if they or were, drink... Like, if they weren't celebrated, they would have the permission, kind of, to go and haunt them? They could inflict okay. illness and all that and misfortune onto relatives. So that's ancient Egypt... Um, I wasn't really given, like, a time period for it, but I think there's going to be an episode, I we kind of already talked about it, where we talk about different cultures and different countries and how they view ghosts and the paranormal, so we'll definitely talk more about it okay. then. This is kind of just a broad spectrum of it. Um, so in classical Greece... Um, Homer's Odyssey and the Iliad described ghosts as vanishing... The um, Iliad? Yeah, the Iliad. What did I say? Iliad. Iliad, I'm sorry. There's an A in there. Iliad. They were described ghosts as vanishing as vapor, um, gibbering and whining into the earth. And I I read this and I'm kind of like, oh, so maybe that's where they got the whole idea that like... Of, like, the wailing ghost, or, like... Yeah, like, the wailing woman, or, or the like woman how, in white, or, or how, like, like ghosts just, like, say boo. Maybe mm. that, like, I, I that's, that's kind of, like, my... Or, like, you know how, how you know how, that. like, in graveyards, there's always the wailing woman? Yeah. Yeah, so that's, it might be that. I think that. that's what I kind of 
this is where I think they got this from. Yeah. Um, so Homer's ghost rarely, rarely appeared or interacted with the living, but only to provide advice or prophecy, and um, they didn't appear to be feared. So people didn't necessarily fear them. If you saw a ghost, it means that you were being given advice or um, some kind of prophecy. Kind they of like a warning a prophecy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that was in Homer's Odyssey and Iliad. Um, by the 5th century, ghosts became haunting and frightened creatures who would work for good or evil purposes. Okay. Um, it didn't really give me information on the background behind that, um, but that's that. So, um, they believed to hover over the corpse... So, um, basically, cemeteries were completely avoided. Okay. They did not go to cemeteries because they believed that the go the, like, spirits were literally hovering over the dead body. And this was, sorry, which? This is still ancient Greece. Okay. Classical Greece, sorry. Okay, classical Greece. But this is Greece. in the, by the 5th century. Okay, yeah. So, um. So this was before they would put those, you know, those bells in the coffins to make sure that yes. they were actually dead. This is before yeah. that, right? Yeah. So, um. They held annual feasts where the ghosts were invited um, by the living and strictly invited to leave until the same time next year. So they're like, you could come, but you have to leave until next year. Okay. So they don't get haunted, <laughs> basically. <laughs> so that's classical Greece. Um, in the Roman Empire... Romans believed a ghost could be used to exact revenge on an enemy by scratching a curse on a piece of lead or pottery and placing it in a grave. I am Italian. Roman, yeah. Romans yes. are Italian. As 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 we've we we've, have we've discussed this in, yes. we've discussed this in length and we've we've decided that Italians are pretty great. We we There are, are some bad things. But mostly great. But they're, well, <laughs> and when we're talking about inventions and stuff yes. like that. We had a whole discussion at work about how Italians are great inventors and builders. Yeah. Yeah. It's, keep in mind, this was mostly Rome we were talking yes. about, too. Uh, Rome and the, like, Renaissance and stuff. Um, but, but what I want to say... But that being said, they're not perfect. I'm sorry fine nobody's perfect nobody is perfect i won't say that i don't know how well you're you're familiar with the um the malocchio not at all i actually haven't heard that term before no have you ever heard of uh the evil eye yes i have okay so once i heard this about them scratching i guess names of people i've heard heard lots about the evil eye and stuff it reminded me of the evil eye okay (laughs) So basically, for those of you who don't know what the evil eye is, it's basically Italians believe we're very superstitious in that if someone gives you a certain look, we believe that we are being cursed. So we have like certain like chi- like like chimes and and like decorations to kind of get rid of that, and one of them is like the the cornel. Which is basically, it looks like a hot pepper. <laughs> okay. Um, I remember when I got my first purse, 
I was like seven at the time. It was like a little like flower purse or whatever. My nonna gave me one to put in my purse and she goes, it gets rid of the evil eye. Hmm. That's, yeah. So, um, anyways, when I heard this about like the whole like scratching on like a piece of iron and, and pottery, it reminded me of that. Okay. And so they would, they would scratch this stuff on the iron and pottery to, uh, curse someone? Yes. And then they would place it in someone's grave. Okay. In the grave. And it would, so curse, the, it would the, curse the person in the grave? And, like, haunt the person. No, it would haunt whoever they were, I think. I don't know. We'll get into it a little bit more in detail, but that's all I got from this. Okay, so it would it would haunt whoever they wanted, pretty much. I, I'm assuming. Okay, yes. we'll go into more detail later. Yes. We'll, 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 do, definitely, we'll, do, we'll go into more in-depth yeah. research, yeah. Like, there was, there's a lot, like, did you know that Italians, like, when someone died, they had, excuse me, the, they had the dead... Like, the the viewing of the the body was inside the person's home for an entire week. Wow. So, my mom was telling me this. When her nonna died, she had her nonna's dead corpse in her house for an entire week before they buried her. That's a long time to keep in I house. think it's a week. I could be wrong. I, I could be very wrong. But that's just from what I remember. And I remember just, like... I would never do that. I, I'm sorry. I would be too afraid. That would creep me out. I, I didn't want to even go to my, my grandfather, my nonno's viewing, because I was so afraid. Aww. Just, I know, I, 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 like, burst into tears when I saw him. I was, like, a complete mess. <laughs> Understandably. You just, yes. Yeah. Um, anyways, so, according to, um, priest, um, const, Tentius? I want to say that's how you say it. Constantius? Right here. You're Italian. I think that's how you say it. Um, uh, of Lyon. A recurring theme of bodies. Oh, this is how we kind of get to the whole, like, I was talking about the Cornwall jail thing. Okay. And how bodies were, like, you see, they were in the parking lot. Okay, yeah. So, this priest believed, um believe there was a, a recurring theme of bodies improperly buried, haunting the living until remains were discovered and properly reburied. Yes, because that's a constant thing that people are always doing. If they find remains, they rebury yeah. them properly, otherwise you get haunted. <laughs> and I remember my dad talking to me, I think it was about the Bell Witch, but I could be wrong. But there was a type, there was a specific there was a, a witch that was buried in a cave, and this guy, he came, and he saw the remains there, and he kind of, like, with the stick, was just, like, moving the bones around, and she basically haunted him, and then he went back to the cave and repositioned the, the bones, and it was fine. Yeah. I have to, well, pro- I'll probably find, I think it was called the Bell Witch, I don't really remember, um... But, yeah, that's kind of like, don't mess with the person's body. It's yeah. disrespectful. Yeah. First of all, don't do it. You will be haunted. Yeah. So then we move on to the Middle Ages. Um, so basically, ghosts under ghosts were under two categories. The soul of the dead and demons. Okay. Souls of the dead um, appeared for specific purposes, while demons appeared only to torment the living. So, like ghosts were pretty much there because like oh i want to be buried properly or oh i want to solve this either, unfinished so, business so it, i kind of like get into it 
So, okay, this is what I believe, and this is kind of what, like, I was taught with, like, the whole, like, in, like, Christianity and all that. The whole idea of purgatory. Keep in mind, I'm also <laughs> Catholic. Yes, she is also Catholic. Chantal is also Catholic. So <laughs> you're, ex- you're explaining it to me, and I'm like, yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm, I'm explaining it to the, to the listeners. But, um, <laughs> but, um, the whole idea of, like, purgatory and how um i believe that if you're sent to purgatory it's because you have unfinished business and if you're in purgatory you can appear to the living okay that makes sense and that's how that's that's kind of like how maybe because that's that's how i understood it as well yeah yeah and and that kind of like ties into like maybe that's why we see ghosts like those ghosts are here because they have unfinished business or there's something they need to do in order to like before in order to pass on or they're just they're they they can't find a way to pass on yeah they're just stuck there um so so that's why it kind of and it did kind of remind me of like souls of the dead appeared specific for specific reasons yeah so like specifically yeah yeah um while demons just like i'm tormenting you for fun for fun yeah just because so the living could tell them apart by determine um by demanding their purpose in the name of jesus christ so and this is how we were kind of talking about this a little bit before this is how you can tell the difference between a soul and a demon if you ask them, like, why are you here in the name of Jesus Christ, a soul will tell you their purpose while a demon will be banished. Really? Yeah, because I demons was, don't like... I thought it was harder to do demon banishings. No, because de- if you if you say it in the name of Jesus Christ, it'll kind of like, maybe it'll disappear for a while, but they, they could come back. Oh, okay, so it's not like, uh, it's not... Yeah. Yeah, okay. So just, just like, if they do come back... Because I always, like, I always thought that you had to have an exorcism done just to get rid of the demon. Or is that just if they're attached to you personally? I think there's different ways of doing it. Okay. Because and maybe it depends also, on how... I've maybe it depends seen, on how powerful the I've demon also is. seen where people just go around their house with sage and, like, just reciting prayers. And then their house is cured. Is, like, is, is released of the demon. Maybe it depends on how powerful the demon is. It and is, yeah. who they're attached to, whether they're exactly. attached to a person yeah. or not. Um, I also find, like, exorcisms, not that they're good or anything, but I find them interesting. Yeah, because it's really weird. Because sometimes I'm, like, I'm I'm not sure what to believe in the way of exorcisms. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the second I hear a footstep in my house and there's nobody home, I'm getting an exorcism I'm, I'm done. Possessed. I'm possessed. I am possessed. I'm getting an exorcism done because <laughs> I'm not taking the chance. Well, there are now because um, there was one incident. Um, God, I forget what it was. I think it was... I forget her name, but it was in Germany and... Um, Annalise. I think so, something like that. Um, you know who I'm talking about, yes, right? Yes, Annalise, hold on. And, I... her, and her parents and the priest got prosecuted with neglect. Because they, they realized afterwards that she had a mental illness, A mental illness. So, and because of that, now they have more strict rules and more uh, more of a strict policy. With Was it Annalise Mike? Something like that. We're looking it up because now it's going to bug me. 
Yes. Yes. It was Annalise Michael. Okay. So. Yeah, she was diagnosed with a um, epileptic. epileptic psychosis exactly so so since that incident p um the vat like you have to go through the vatican in order to get greenlit for for conducting an exorcism because of that reason and i think that's one of the cases that we'll definitely research what (laughs) i was googling it and i was reading a little bit on it and then it said similar cases and this creepy ass photo i don't want to see it no (laughs) it scared me i don't want to see it because when we record that episode i'm gonna be so scared i I have listened so i don't know if you're familiar with the podcast i'm not gonna be able to see that it was so creepy Oh my god, I'm gonna be looking uh, over my shoulder now. I don't know There's if There's a you're, mirror right there. I know, holy crap. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with the podcast Astonishing Legends. You've told me about it. So they did a podcast, I, I think it was a two-part part, um, episode, where they talked about Annalise and her whole exorcism, and I found it really, really interesting. Like, they did a phenomenal job doing it um we'll probably do it i don't know how good we'll do it (laughs) we'll try our best we'll try our best like but they did if you're if you're like interested go to astonishing legends and they do a like a fantastic job like this isn't like a sponsor or anything for them but they did a fantastic job with that story i really like i I learned so much about i haven't listened to it so i don't want to comment because they they're they're very much like that whole podcast like they talk about different things but they 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 do a lot of debunking. Oh, good. And they do a lot, like, they try their best to go through all theories, and they try their best to kind of go through all sides of the spectrum. Because there's obviously people that are skeptic and people that truly believe in that kind of stuff. So I think they do a, fata- a fantastic job with, with all the like stuff. Like, seeing both sides and everything as well. Exactly, and they do, fan- like, their research is is on point like it's so good so they do a fantastic job with that um where was i yes so basically demons will disappear if you if you ask um in the name of jesus christ so um ghosts are assigned to purgatory so it's basically the intermediate state after physical death for um ex ex for purification, I'll just skip that word there. Let's see. I don't know. What the hell did I write there? Expiatory? 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 Maybe. Like, purification? Yeah. I don't know. I think it means for leaving the body. Okay. Sometimes I write things and I don't know what they mean. I don't know why I do that. <laughs> <laughs> um. So basically these ghosts appear to the living to ask for prayers in order to move on. So that's kind of like what I always think purgatory is and why ghosts appear. Okay. Yeah. Now we're going on to European Renaissance. So um, European Renaissance basically took an interest in the occult, which is basically the knowledge of the hidden or knowledge of the paranormal, um, including necromancy, which is basically a practice of magic involving communicating with the dead. Um, and it's kind of, and I kind of wrote here, like kind of similar to the Ouija board where you're communicating with the dead. We are not going to do Ouija board. Forget about it. I agree. We're not doing it. 
I I don't want to know what happens. Forget <laughs> it. I agree. Um, so basically, the, like, European Renaissance was very fascinated with that kind of stuff. Um, but there was also a backlash against um, unwholesome interest in the dark arts. Um, like, witches and, and all that kind of stuff. Like, they... There was especially Catholic. I mean, that like, has such a bad history, especially with the Salem witch trials. The Salem trials. witch trials, yeah. Like, that's definitely something that we're going to talk about later on. Yeah, so that's European Renaissance. Modern time, there's um, spiritualism, which is basically Did a... Did you finish European Renaissance? Yes, that was basically all that I got from that. I wanted to, like, really narrow Dude, it down. Dude, I just missed everything you just said about the European Renaissance. I just talked about, like... <laughs> necromancy oh okay i remember this now. like my brain just like <laughs> oh my god where are you hello <laughs> um anyway so in modern times that um spiritualism has become very popular um it's basically a belief system with the beliefs that spirits of the dead reside in the spirit world and can be contacted by mediums okay yeah that's all i got on that because we'll definitely get more into More that. into, just for today's episode, that's what yeah. we got. Um, so, I didn't want to finish here today without finish talking about the scientific view. Because there's probably people out there that are more like, there's a scientific explanation behind like, and all of it. Like, skeptics as well, who are like, it's not real, it's just... Exactly. Um, so basically, it's greatly believed that... The sight of ghosts is done with optical illusions and hallucinations, hmm. which could be, um, like we talked about before, the EMF readers. Yeah. And, like, EMF radiation. Or even with, like, you know how sometimes um, there are those, like, sideshows where they, like, have a smoke machine. Yeah, and... yeah. So yeah. that's kind of, like, the scientific view, I think. It's definitely, like, when we talk about specific episodes and, and specific events that happen in the paranormal, we'll talk about the scientific view and what scientists believe might um, have happened because I think it's important to see both sides of the story, not just one side. Yeah. Even though I'm more of a believer than I am of a, of a, spe- a skeptic. <laughs> oh, skeptic. Skeptic. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, that's, that's our first episode of our monthly special, special about the paranormal. Yeah. That's just a little bit of what we're going to get into. Yeah, like, I wanted to do a more broad topic today and kind of talk about... Just kind of do a setup, almost. What, what it is exactly, and kind of, like, talk about maybe what we will talk about, but, um... Yeah, I don't know what the next episode will be. Um, I want to... There's a few stories that I really, really want to do. Um, I don't know what's next, so we'll we'll see. We'll, yeah. we'll find out. Yeah, and just make sure you check out some of our other episodes. Uh, currently, for the season that we're working on right now, for the first season, it's The History of Batman. Mm-hmm. So check those out. Um, so... We have, like, what? Three, four... Four more episodes to go? Yeah. On the season, and then we'll probably come out with another paranormal special. Yep. Yeah. And I think by then we'll be on to season two, so just stay tuned. You know, follow us on our Instagram page, which is 
F-I-T-T-R-W-H. Fill it to the rim with history. It's the acronym. Mm-hmm. All in lower cases. Um, you um, can also email us at um, F-I-T-T-R-W-H at gmail.com. It's all in caps this mm-hmm. time. Yeah. So you can just check us out on the Instagram page or shoot us an email if you'd like. Um, um, if you have suggestions for yeah. episodes. If you have suggestions for paranormal episodes. That would be like super appreciated and super helpful. Yeah, we like because yeah. we want we want to know what you guys want to listen to as well. Yeah, like we don't want to keep it one sided, and like, yeah, we want to keep it open and broad to different audiences. Yep. So just throw us a line. Because <laughs> <laughs> we totally have a hotline to call. Yeah. No, we don't. No, I don't even know if I have I have one landline. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Please don't call us. <laughs> Just email us is fine. Or DM us. Yeah. Whatever's easier. On Instagram or through the email, whichever you prefer, because yeah. we will be monitoring both. So Yes. Uh yeah. Uh see Until you guys. next episode. Yeah. See you Continue guys next time. on Batman. Thanks. Woo. Bye. Bye guys.